0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed Play Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Growing a baby inside your tummy is quite the thing. Your body changes in ways you never expected and are totally beyond your control. There are sensations, some delightful, others not so much. Hannah Dullen is a professor at the School of Nursing and Midwifery at Western Sydney University, and she's here to talk about some of the weird stuff that can happen during pregnancy. Hi, Hannah. How are you? Hi. How are you? Good, thank you. I thought perhaps what we could do is divide the weird stuff into trimesters, because I figured different things are likely to happen at different times. So let's talk about the first What are some of the sensations
1: you might feel when your baby is still very tiny? So the first trimester is all about making sure you haven't forgotten that you're pregnant or that you know you're pregnant. So (laughs) (laughs) it, it is the constant message because especially if you haven't done this before, you know, this is a really amazing state to be in. So a few things happen. Often, nausea is one of the first. That can go into more extreme things like hyperemesis, which uh, Princess Kate in the UK uh, brought a lot of attention to. But that's about one in a hundred women. But you know, fifty to sixty to seventy percent of women will feel some nausea, and some of those women will vomit also. And often that's one of the first signs. The other sign is this: that your breasts suddenly get very, very tender, and that can be another sign that that you're pregnant. And really really exists around that first trimester. And another really key sign in the first trimester is feeling very tired and there's this bizarre, and having experienced it myself, it's it's almost hard to describe, but you can be perkily talking away to someone lovely like you and the next minute you just want to drop to the floor and go to sleep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember struggling against that. I remember like
0: lying on the lounge, just could not keep my eyes open and my husband going, why don't you get to bed? And I'm like... Yeah. Why don't I go to bed? Like, it's a very yes, odd.
1: Yes. The first trimester is all about looking after their mom. And the other really important thing that happens besides the nausea and the vomiting is that you will often go off things that can be a problem to your baby. So very commonly, I've just written something actually recently for the conversation But very commonly, you go off coffee and tea. Now, nature's very smart. You drink too much coffee and tea. You have too much caffeine and miscarriage increases. You may go off alcohol, which is also a really good thing, and smoking. So nature's a very clever midwife. You know, she kind of goes, right, you need to remember you're pregnant. And while you're at it, let's get you healthy. The second trimester
0: is, from my memory, when you're meant to be feeling all the great stuff. Is
1: that always true? Look, the problem with dividing everything, you know, into, into threes um, and saying this is going to happen in the first 12 weeks and then magically you'll stop feeling nauseated <laughs> at 12 weeks, is a huge letdown for women. Uh, some women will feel it all the way up to 20 weeks. Some women will feel it all the way through the pregnancy. But if you look at an average, and when we say an average, you take, you know, 100 women and you say, what does the majority feel? The majority will start to feel better um when they get to the second trimester so after about 12 14 weeks they start to feel a little bit less nausea on average not everyone they may have found they have a little bit more energy the hair kind of starts to thicken up what is that about i never had hair like i had when i was pregnant well it's hard for for the listeners to see me but i had dead straight hair before i had babies (gasps) And I now look like a Cocker Spaniel with curls. <laughs> That's not true. You
0: do have curly hair. You do not look like a Cocker Spaniel.
1: So your hair does change. So your hair thickens up. It's the hormones. Your skin may change. You may start to get things um, like a butterfly effect of freckles or darkening on your skin. And then the, the beautiful line in the middle of your belly may start to go dark. Um, you will um, feel better. You often will feel very s- much sexier. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes that's the last thing that you want. So, yeah, the middle trimester is the one where you're really starting to feel pregnant and you're starting to sometimes show a little bit. So it's feeling more real for you and your partner. Why
0: do we feel better at that point, sort of the midway point, I guess, for want of a better word?
1: Well, probably because the, the biggest risk is, is in the early 12 weeks. So the majority of miscarriages are going to occur in the first 12 weeks. And Once you've passed that point, then nature's probably saying, hey, you got this, so I'm going to just let you go and I'm going to give you a little touch of the, the goddess look with your beautiful hair. Uh, just another point to make about the hair, when you breastfeed afterwards, your hair does sometimes fall out.
0: I found that so unfair. It's, <laughs> it's like so if any time I want to feel... Like I look good, it's now when I'm tired and sore. Yeah,
1: and just to reassure women, it does come back again.
0: It does come back. You're absolutely right. Have you ever found a reason for why women get morning sickness? Falsely named, may we say.
1: Very falsely named. Sometimes it's morning, noon and night sickness. (laughs) Um, We think it's about protecting the woman from eating things that are not good for her because you tend to only want bland stuff. So nature's very, very clever system of saying, right, this is your diet now. The other reason is really to tell you you're pregnant, and when you're sick, you draw other people in to comfort you. So, you know, I kind of think it's a trifecta. It's awful when you're in the middle of it. I remember driving yes. to work one day in the traffic and 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 projectile vomiting <laughs> through all of the vents of the radio, oh. and having to drive back and my lovely husband cleaning it all out for me. So when you're in it, it doesn't feel like nature's being very smart, but. Actually, women who don't get nausea, we know women who get a lot of nausea are more likely to not miscarry. So that's nature, pumping up those hormones, saying, hey, things are good. And we we know that women who don't get nausea sometimes feel very disconnected. Am I really pregnant? How do I know? So, you know, there's there's lots of reasons for it.
0: Mm, I hated it. Oh, my Lord, I hated that morning sickness.
1: <laughs> and And just on that, some women burp. Oh really? I felt nauseated, had a couple of vomits, but I just could not stop burping. And that can seem really <laughs> strange when you're uh, looking like a, a lumberjack as sitting there burping away. So, you know. <laughs> Are there any other
0: strange things that might happen during that? Um, middle period of your pregnancy?
1: Well, your belly starts to grow um, and you will be feeling your baby start to move. So that's one of the most delightful things. It often begins off as just bubbles and then um, becomes more and more clear. Women who've had a baby before will often feel it earlier because I think they really identify what they're feeling. People will start to comment on your body. So, you know, you start to deal with the, uh, the whole everyone feeling they can actually touch your your body, which they would never have done and comment on your body, but generally the mid-trimester is a is a nice period of growing and feeling well, but not growing so big as you do later on.
0: Yes, because I remember um, I was probably in my first trimester at the swimming pool, so it wasn't really showing, and there was a woman there who must have been at the end of her pregnancy, and she looked massive to me, and I <laughs> was just staring at her in this and then I had to pull myself back and go oh my god that's so inappropriate but I just kept looking at it going am i going to be that size like really do i have enough skin to be that size <laughs> yeah. um that last uh trimester can be quite mm. challenging yeah. for women can't yeah. it
1: yeah So the last trimester is the biggest growth. Um, You know, uh, you will at one point be putting on around 1 to 200 grams a week onto your baby. So there is a lot of growth. You will start to have your baby go lower in your pelvis. So the other things that can happen are things like pelvic girdle pain, um, which is where you can get pain in the lower back. You can get pain in the symphysis and really... Again nature's being really smart but but sometimes we forget it. What what's happening is those hormones particularly the one called relaxin is making your pelvis relax. And in that sometimes some of the the joints and the ligaments are rubbing and feeling un, in you know unstable. So, so so that can happen any time in the first trimester but it can also be more likely to happen as pregnancy progresses and that that can be pretty uncomfortable for women. What about discharge
0: throughout pregnancy? Is it normal? What is it like? So
1: the vagina, a lot of people don't realize the vagina is breeding two things, a cocktail to seed your baby's microbiome. 200 to 300 bacteria reside in the vagina that are now primed and ready to give your baby his first or her first probiotic dose of of bugs, the second thing is 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 the, there's a lot of hormonal activity going in that on and sealing up of the cervix, so infection doesn't go up there. So the hormones are creating more vaginal discharge as pregnancy advances. That becomes more. It's often a whitey discharge, um, uh, sometimes clear. It's all normal unless it smells or it changes colour, like a, a deep yellow or a, or a green. That's not normal, or you know anything that smells really bad. And actually, well, amazingly, in the last trimester, what happens is that the the um, vagina produces all of these um, substances that attract the bacteria to feed on them. And in feeding on them, the byproduct is to produce acid, which reduces the pH of your vagina, which protects your baby from bacteria. So we've just got the most amazing bodies. And then when your baby comes through that vagina later on, it's collecting a perfect dose to seed its microbiome to start a healthy life. So yes, your vaginal discharge changes, but not because anything's wrong, because everything is right.
0: Um, Is it ever normal to get Blood spotting
1: throughout pregnancy. Any blood spotting should be. You should ask your midwife or doctor, and you should check out. It is really common, particularly in the first trimester. You know, around fifty percent of women will have some bleeding. Doesn't mean you're miscarrying. Um, sometimes there are little kind of um, areas of erosions that set up on your cervix due to the hormones. They can make some bleeding happen. Spotting on its own is usually not a problem. More heavy bleeding is a problem. And then, as you get towards the end of pregnancy, when your cervix is starting to shorten and open, then the plug that has sat in there, keeping all the bacteria out, may start to come out. And in that, you may find that there's a very, it's much thicker and more mucousy, and there may be blood streaks in that. So, we have
0: started talking about motherhood and having babies as having a fourth trimester normally that refers to the period that the baby's out and how needing needy those babies are and just thinking about that as a whole process i'm wondering if we can talk about it though looking reflecting back on the mother in terms of what you might expect from your body in those first three months after you've had your baby
1: Yes. So the fourth trimester should all be about the mother because if we don't care for the mother, we don't care for the baby. And if you look at many cultures and societies around the world, we they still have practice things like the 40 days of lying in, where they get made nutritious food, where everybody comes to visit them, where everybody looks after them. And And we've evolved those traditions because we know that if we don't look after the new mother and she doesn't survive, then the baby doesn't survive and society doesn't survive. So... In our Western worlds where we do have much safer childbirth and, and, you know, fewer women die now, we've gotten into this sort of, the you know, and the superstars unfortunately seed a very poor message, which is, you know, get your body back in six weeks and get back into things. Nature didn't design us that way. Nature designed the tribe to come to us and to look after us. So I say to the women that I care for, you've got to think of the first month after that baby's been born as your lying in period, as your period where you are going to just be with your baby, with your partner, minimise all the visitors, minimise going out, and have people come to you and give you nutritious food and clean your house and not hold the baby, but look after everything else so you can hold the baby. Um, and it's a time when your body's going through amazing changes. So you're going to have bleeding, which will start to settle down a lot in the first week, and then by four to six weeks usually has disappeared. So you you've got that happening. Your uterus is going from a, a big size down back to the size of a pear. Uh, so it's doing an awful lot of work. Your breasts have gone from being these sort of mammary glands you understood and knew, knew to being like Dolly Parton, <laughs> and then and then back again. And you're going through that transition, and especially on you know day three, four, when the milk comes in, and you're emotional, and your boobs are huge and you're tender. You know we can't have women running around we have to be looking after them so there's lots of things happening and a lot of women if they're not well looked after they're not eating nutritious food so how do you heal and fuel your body uh, they're not getting enough sleep now that's a natural part of having a baby but if you can't then sleep in the day to catch up you have a month of no sleep and it's you know we, we torture people with lack of sleep and your mothers are no different
0: yeah it's fascinating, you know, just when you hearing you talk about it like that. I'm like, I wish I'd have thought about that that way when I was pregnant. Yeah. And I love that idea of having a
1: lying in. Bring it back, people. Well, it's coming back. And so many people now are calling it the 28 days. And they have 28 days and they roster all their friends to big meals and they get massages. And if you can do it, wonderful. But, you know... Countries like the Netherlands, they've got it absolutely sorted. Not only do they have, you know, the majority of care is midwifery, you know, we're still about 20% of babies born at home, but every woman is entitled to having a maternity nurse live with her for eight days. Stop it! I know. Oh. She cooks, she cleans, she has and skills oh. around breastfeeding, and she works with the midwife to support that woman, you know. That's valuing women.
0: That's amazing. Hannah, thanks so much for coming in. My pleasure. That's Hannah Darlan. She's a professor at the School of Nursing and Midwifery at Western Sydney University. Mm -hmm. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.